Amen. Amen. We, we've been blessed with, with songs. We've been blessed with praising God. We've been blessed with worshiping God. Before I go any further, I wanted to let everyone know that our pastor's out today. So I'm not the pastor. I'm one of the assistants. <laughs> just, just so everyone would know. Our pastor's on vacation. So... So amen, amen. Uh, we also have Pastor Gilmore here with us and his family. He's Barb and Gloria's brother, all the way from down Louisiana. Amen. <laughs> amen. And uh, Barb might have a sister out there too, looks like. <laughs> all right. Congratulations. Uh, we all know that Kedrick uh, became married yesterday. Amen, amen. So congratulations to the Meredith and marrying off their son. Amen. <laughs> amen, amen. Let's go ahead and open up with a uh, word of prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, holy, holy, holy is thy name, Lord. Lord, we come thanking you, Lord. Thank you for the good. Thank you for the bad, Heavenly Father. Father, thank you for what you have done. Thank you for what you are doing. Thank you for what you are about to do, Heavenly Father. Father, we are asking you, Lord, to please anoint, please touch, Heavenly Father, my voice this morning, Heavenly Father. Father, remove me out of the way, Lord. You do the teaching. You do the preaching. You do the spreading of your gospel, Heavenly Father. I'm just a vessel that you chose to utilize at this particular time, Heavenly Father. Father, bless everyone from the front of the church all the way to the back, Lord. Lord, let us get in the frame in the mind of worship. Let us get in the frame in mind of praise, Heavenly Father. Father, let us rewrite our minds right now, Lord, that we're not worried about tomorrow, Lord. That we're not worried about what's cooking at home, Lord. That we're not worried about, Heavenly Father, loved ones right now, Heavenly Father, for we've come into this sanctuary to worship your holy name, Lord, for you are worthy of worship. You are worthy of praise, Heavenly Father, and let us give it to you. Let us give you what you deserve, Lord, right now, Lord. Lord, remove the butterflies from my stomach, Heavenly Father, as I prepare to deliver your word, Heavenly yes, Father. Lord. Father, you say whatever it is that you would have for me to say, Heavenly Father. Remove Calvin Price out of the way, Heavenly Father. And you do the teaching and the anointing, Lord. Lord, it's in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. 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 I, I had asked the musician that they know this song, We Come to Worship Your Name. They, they weren't too familiar with that song. Uh, it was a song that's been on my heart this, this week about you know, we've come to worship and praise him. And that's why we have come here. What to, I want to talk about today is worship and praise. I may not get to praise because worship just had so much. Praise as well has so much information that I, I, I can't cover it in one Sunday. So I, I told George here, my brother-in-law, I said, I said, George, I might have to do it two times in order to get it across. Normally, I always want him to go one time. 
<laughs> and, and, and depending on how God moves, he still might have to go one time. Because the pastor is gone this Sunday and next Sunday. Amen? So worship and praise is what I wanted to talk about. How do we do both? What does worship mean? What does praise mean? This morning we will focus on worship. We all worship something. That's right. Some people worship Buddha. You know, Buddha is one of the gods in Chinese. In their culture, you know, the fat guy with the big belly. You follow me? That they worship, they light incense, burn candles to worship Buddha. But you and I know that Buddha is no God. Some people worship men and, and women and children. That's right. Some people worship their siblings. Before I go any further, let me tell you what the definition of worship is so that you don't get it out of context. When I say worship family members, worship your husband or Worship your wife. Some people worship the sun, the moon, and the stars. That's what you're doing if you're following astrology. You're putting your trust in those things. Worship means honor paid to a superior being. It means to give homage to, to, to honor, to reverence, to respect, to adore, to give praise or glory to. When we think of worship, we think of prostrating or bowing down or kneeling down to pray to a superior being because we have a sense of respect a sense of reverence, a, a sense of awe for. This is something that is reserved for God and God alone. Because my brothers and sisters, your husband or your wife did not create you. They have a heaven nor a hell to put you in. They cannot make you well if you are sick. They cannot make you happy or sad. My brothers and sisters, we must worship God and God alone. You come here on Sunday morning to worship and praise. But some of you come to see what someone else is wearing. Some of you come to complain. You have forgotten your purpose of coming to the sanctuary. The sanctuary is a place that we come to worship collectively, to praise God's name collectively, together. Uh, 
I, I, I struggle with which verse I wanted to use because, you know, there's so many. And you that know me know that you need your Bibles because I use the Bible. <laughs> I'm not a one-verse preacher or teacher. I use the Bible to, to teach. One of the verses that come to mind, or a few of the verses that come to mind, is Exodus chapter 20. In Exodus chapter 20, that is where God gave the Ten Commandments. Give you a chance to find it. Hopefully you have your Bibles. If you do not have a Bible, there should be a Bible in the pew. If not, I'm sure one of uh, your brothers and sisters in Christ will share with you. I want you to see it for yourself so that you won't say that Brother Price said it. It's in the Word. I didn't make it up. I didn't invent it. Exodus chapter 20 at verse 1 is where we will begin. It said, And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord, what? You're with me. Which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have what? No other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven or above or that is in earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not, what? Hmm. Bow down thyself to them, nor what? For I, the Lord thy God, am a what? Don't give what's due to God to someone else. That's why I said you can't worship your husband or your wife. God alone deserves worship and praise, for he is the creator. God says, I am a jealous God, visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children until the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that Love me and keep my commandments. My brothers and sisters, we are seeing here that God said you should bow down and worship him and him alone. So here is the question then, is why should I worship? Right? That, that is the question that you want to know. Why do I come to church to worship? Why do I need to worship God. I already told you that he is the creator. He is the maker. He's the one that formed us. He's the one that created us. That should be reason enough for us to worship him. But I'm going to go a little further so that you can understand and I can understand why we truly need to worship our God. Over in Psalms, that's why I said you need your Bible, because you know me, I don't have one scripture, I got many. In Psalms 103, God gives us something here. In Psalm 103, I'm going to start at verse 1. Psalm 103 and verse 1, in the middle of your Bible is the Psalms, you should be able to find it, just open up to the middle. I'm going to start with verse 1. We're going to go down to verse 14. Pay attention. He said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless what? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his 
benefits. Who forgiveth what? All thine iniquities, who healeth all thy disease. That's reason enough to worship him. He forgiveth all my iniquities and healeth all my diseases. If that wasn't enough, read on. He says, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is what? And gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. Somebody ought to be worshiping him right now. He's slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. Thank you, God, that you ain't like you and me. Who get mad and might be mad for months. Might be mad at your spouse for weeks and don't want them to touch you in the bed. I tell you, my brothers and sisters, something is wrong with that. Thank God that he ain't like us, Pastor. Yes, sir. He, he doesn't always stay angry with us. He's, he's so merciful and, and so gracious. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. He's worthy, y'all. He's, he's worthy of praise for what he has done. Thank you, God, that you don't deal with us as we deal with one another. Thank you, God, that you don't hold grudges like some of us do. Thank you, God, that you will speak to us if we call on your name. Thank you, God, that he don't act like us. He says, for as the heaven is high above the earth, verse 11, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him, that respect him, that, that worship him, y'all. That's what he's talking about. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Huh. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear and respect him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth what? He's worthy, y'all, of worship. He's worthy because he knoweth us. He knoweth my frame. He, he knoweth that your frame, that we are nothing but dust, his, his creation. And he loves us so much that he sent us a savior. He loves us so much that he wants us to worship him. Worship, y'all, is a personal thing. It's personal, y'all. There are different ways that we worship God. Some of you may raise your hands. Some of you may bow down on your knees. Some of you may lie down to worship God. Some of you might just sit still to worship God. There are many ways to worship God, but the truth of the matter is that we must worship God. He commands it that we give him what he deserves. The psalm writer says in Psalm 115, not unto us, Lord, not unto us. Give any glory, Lord, but unto your name. We don't deserve any glory. Only God deserves the glory and the praise for what he has done for us. I'm not going to stop there. Psalm 95. We're talking about why should we wash? He just told you he forgives you of all your transgressions. Psalm 95. 
verses 1 through 7. You're already in the psalm, so just back up a little bit. Not that far. Psalm 95, why should we worship? That's what we're talking about. Why should we worship God? Psalm 95, he says, Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with what? And make a joyful noise unto him with some. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it. And his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Verse 7, for he is what? And we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice. Here's another reason why we should worship him. I didn't make the earth. I didn't form it. In the beginning, God created. That's why he's worthy. That's why we should worship him, because he created the earth and everything therein. Yes, he created the things that you don't like. He created the mosquitoes. That's right, the ant. God is worthy for us to always give him praise and always give him honor. But some of us want to be worshipped. Some of us want to be worshipped. That's right. You know, you know Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter 3, he, they made the big image, the statue, because he wanted to be worshipped, y'all. He wanted to be adored. He told those fellas, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he said, at the sound of the music, when you, when you hear them getting down, y'all, he said, I need y'all fellas to bow down. That's what he told me. He said, I need y'all fellas to, to, to bow down. But those fellas says, oh, king, we cannot do this because we serve a God who is the God, and we should not worship man. That's what we just said in, in Exodus, right? We should not bow down ourselves to any image. People of God, we must not let the world dictate to us what we worship. We must not let them tell us how to worship. We must make up our own minds to worship Christ for ourselves, to know him and have a personal relationship with him. There are some things that you shouldn't worship. That's right. There are some things we should not worship. You should not worship gold and silver. Quiet is kept, y'all. I'm going to say this on the down low. You should not worship angels. Hello, somebody. So you should not worship angels because some people might be confused. Some people might not know this, Pastor. They don't know that God said in, in Revelation chapter 22, 8 and 9. The angel that said, don't worship me, John. <laughs> I'm just like you, man. Don't, don't worship me. Yes, sir. You should not worship angels. Some of y'all don't know you shouldn't worship Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mary can't save you. You follow me. Don't worship Mary, for she can't do anything for you. Don't pray to Mary, because Mary can't do anything for you. Pray to Jesus. I'm talking about worship, y'all. Keep it in context. Keep it in mind. There are things that you should not 
worship. Some of you says, well, Brother Price, I know I don't worship idols, man. You know I don't worship the sun, the moon, or the stars. I understand that they can't do anything for me. But there are some things in your heart that you do worship. I'm just going to mess with you a little bit. Some of you might have bought you a new car. You might have a Lexus. You know, you got that Lexus. It's that color that you want. It's, it's, it's off white. It's red. You know, it's, it's, the, it's nice. It's got that tan leather. It even talks to you. Tell you which way to go. Got that navigation system in it. You know, and, and, and when you park your car at Walmart, you park it way in the back. Because you don't want nobody to ding your car. You don't want to get a, a, a scratch on your car. You find me? And if it gets a little speck or a little dirt on it, you got to go wash it. You follow me? Yeah, you don't worship the sun, the moon, the stars, but you worship in your car. You follow me? See, we all got those little things in us that, that, that we worship, y'all, that, that you have some personal time with, that, that you just love to do. Amen? I, I'm just going to mess with you a little bit. I'm going to move on. Leave you alone. We should not worship things. Let me tell you what Job said. I like what Job said in Job 31. You are, you are in some, so just back up a little bit. You will be in Job. In Job 31, this is what he says. 31 and 24, Job said, I'll give you a chance to make it, make it there. I hear pages turning. Job 31 and 24 if I have made gold my hope, or have said to the fine gold, thou art my confidence. Because some of us put the confidence in the money. If I rejoice because my wealth was great, and because my hand had gotten much. If I beheld the sun when it shine, or the moon walking in brightness, and my heart hath been secretly enticed, or my mouth has kissed my hand. You know, you kiss your hand and say, look at me, look, I'm all that. That's what he said, y'all. This also were an iniquity to be punished by the judge, for I should have denied the God that is above. If I rejoice of the destruction of him that hated me, I've lifted myself when evil found him. Neither have I suffered my mouth to sin by wishing a curse to its soul. So, so Job is telling us, y'all, he said, don't worship those things. If you worship money, what you going to do when you die? Somebody else is going to take it. You don't know if it's going to be a fool or a wise person with it. So there's no need for you to wash your money, because money can't do anything for you. You have no use for it when you're dead. Don't wash your things that have no value. Don't wash your things that cannot help you. Go to Job chapter 1. Tell you what this man did after he lost it all. In Job 1, because some of us need to be reminded who God is. In Job chapter 1, we're going to start at verse 20. You have read Job so many times, you should know the story by now. How Job was the richest man in the East. He had great substance. He lost his wealth all in a day. He lost his 10 children, y'all, all in a day. This is what Job did in, in verse 20, Job chapter 1. It says, 
Then Job arose, tore his mantle, shaved his head, fell down upon the ground and what? I don't know if y'all heard me. I don't know if y'all understand this. It said that even though all of his children were killed, even though he was rich, but now he is poor, it said he shaved his head, tore off his clothes, fell down and worshiped. How many of us would be thinking about worship if we lost our only son? Hello, somebody. I'm just telling you what I'm telling you. How many of us would be thinking about worship if you lost all of your money? All your money. None of us said in our right minds, we're saying like, oh, I ain't thinking about that. I just lost all my money. Man, I ain't thinking about worshiping God. I'm thinking about how I'm going to get my money back. That's what you'll be thinking about. How can I recover what I have lost? So many of us have lost thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in the stock market. And now you are fretting and worrying because you were close to retire. How are you going to make back up that money? My brothers and sisters, put your faith and trust in God. Worship God and God alone. Don't even put a, all your faith in your children because they will disappoint you. That's right. They will disappoint you. Don't put all your faith in your father or your mother, for they will disappoint you as well. God is worthy, and God alone is worthy of the honor. He's worthy of praise. He's worthy of all that we give him. There's also some unacceptable forms of worship. Yes, there are some unacceptable forms of worship. In the Old Testament, Leviticus chapter 10, Aaron's sons offered to God incense in the wrong manner. You can read it for yourself. Leviticus chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. He, they offered it up wrong. And it said that God killed them because they did not worship in the appropriate manner. It was unacceptable worship to God. What I'm saying. What I'm saying, just because you come to church on Sunday morning, your mind is not ready to worship. Just because you showed up and came through the doors, you really are not ready to worship. These fellas knew what God had said, but yet and still, they disobeyed God's commands. So the form of worship that they committed was wrong to God, and God punished them. Thank you, Sister Herndon. God ain't like that now. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. That God look beyond my faults and see my true need. Thank you, Jesus, for the price that you paid for us on Calvary. Aaron's sons were killed for the worship. Old Brother Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 15 and, and 21. Old Brother Saul thought he had done God a favor. He thought he had done God a favor when, when, when they killed all the people. But God had told him, don't kill him. Don't take none of the spoils. Don't take none of that stuff. But they took the stuff and, and offered up a sacrifice under God, thinking they were doing God a favor, thinking they were pleasing God with their form of worship. God said, I desire obedience more than sacrifice. Uh-oh, Sister Herndon. Some of y'all sacrifice your time coming down to clean the church. Some of y'all sacrifice your time more in the church lawn. 
All those things are needful. All those things are good, Pastor. But don't confuse that with worship. Don't confuse that with worshiping God. Worship is a personal relationship. Worship is communication with God, praying to God, talking with God. Don't confuse doing those things with worshiping God, just like Aaron's sons did. You think just because you show up that you're worshiping, but you're not. That is not what worship is all about. Some people think that traditions, Matthew chapter 15, is all about worship. You think that just because we got the program laid out a, a certain way in the bulletin, that that's worship. You think that the choir got to sing two songs, then you got to pray, got to do the altar call, then the pastor got to preach. That ain't worship, y'all. That's just the program format. That's all it is. Don't confuse that with worshiping God. Use your minds to spend some one-on-one -on -one time with God. Talk to him. Get to know him. Go over to Matthew chapter 15. Because, you know, us religious folks sometimes have it wrong. All right. All right. You know, how much are Christian folk now? Sometimes we get it all messed up. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 7 through 9, this is what it says. He says, you hypocrites, well did I say a prophesy of you, saying, this people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips. But their what? But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrine the commandments of men. You think just because you hold up your hands and close your eyes that you worship him. But your mind is thinking about the person next to you saying, why did she wear what she got on? There's something wrong with that worship. That ain't worship, y'all. There's something wrong with that. We're teaching for doctrine the commandments of men. You're saying you're worshiping God, but your mind is far from it. Your mind is worried about something else when it should be focusing on giving God praise, glory, and honor for what he has done for what he will do and what he is about to do, my brothers and sisters. These things ought not to be. In Romans chapter 1, man, because, you know, we, we some wicked folks, y'all. We refuse to acknowledge God for who he is. We refuse to worship him. In Romans chapter 1, in 21 through 25, I'm going to read these right fast. It says, because that when they knew God... They glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, that's some of us, but became vain in their imagination, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies through them, between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worship and serve the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Look at that. God said they serve the creature more than the creator. They serve the creation 
more than they serve the creator. The creation, you and me. We are serving us. We are worshiping ourselves more than we are worshiping God, the creator. My brothers and sisters, don't get caught up in that. Don't get caught up in worshiping yourself. Just because you are somebody at Caterpillar. Just because you are somebody at the hospital. Just because you're the choir director. Just because you're the pastor. We are not to be worshipped. The choir cannot make you worship God. The choir is only a stimulus to get you in the frame and mind of worship. The word of God is only a stimulus to get you in the word frame of mind to worship God. I can't make you worship God. The choir cannot make you worship God. So when they sing it off key, you still worship. Hello, somebody. I'm still worshiping because I'm not worried about what they're saying. I'm talking to the Father. I got a relationship. I'm worshiping him. I ain't worshiping the choir. Hello, somebody. Keep up with me here now. We got acceptable forms of worship as well. Acceptable forms of worship. Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. You probably know it. Present your bodies wholly acceptable unto Christ. Go over there. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Verses 1 and 2. This is what it says. It says here, I beseech you, I urge you, I beg you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God that you present your what? Bodies. A living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your what? Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now we're talking about worship, y'all. In the Old Testament, the form of worship was they offered a sacrifice. They laid the animal on the altar. They offered that animal as a sacrifice unto God. That was their form of worship. Today, you are to offer yourself. He said a living. God don't need no dead sacrifice. God needs a, wants a living sacrifice. He wants your mind, your body, your heart, your spirit. He wants all of you to worship him. You can't worship him if your heart ain't in it. You can't worship God if your mind is not in it. He wants a living sacrifice, a holy sacrifice. My brothers and sisters, we must worship God in truth and in spirit. The woman at the well in John chapter 4, verses 20 through 24. He told the woman, he said, he that worship him must worship him in truth and in spirit. He told the woman, he says, because the woman said, he said, he said, you guys say that you got to go up here to worship God. In Jerusalem is where you ought to worship the Father. That's what y'all say. Jesus says, woman, we know what we're worshiping, but you don't. A lot of us don't know what we're worshiping because we don't really know who Christ is because we don't really know who God is. He says, he that worship him must worship him in truth and in spirit. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I must worship in truth. I can't pretend. Because some of us are pretending. 
We are pretending to worship God when in reality we don't know God. We must stop pretending. If you don't know, ask somebody. If you don't know, come to Sunday school. If you don't know, come to Bible study. If you don't know, you can call the pastor. You can call us ministers. You can call the deacons. You can call the brother and sister next to you that, that's in the Word of God. Stop pretending. If you don't know, ask. Because God desires to worship him in truth. You can't worship him in truth if you don't know the truth. You can't worship him in spirit if you have not invited the spirit to come into your life. If you don't have a relationship, how can you worship him? You must have a relationship in order to worship. Are you following me? Are you staying with me? Are you understanding worship now? I haven't even gotten to praise. I told you. Praise is a total different ball game, but we will get there. We must worship God. In Luke chapter 4 and 8, even Jesus had to tell Satan. Because, you know, Satan tempted him. He said, because you do know Satan has some power, but he don't have all power. God has all power. He tempted Jesus. He said, he said Jesus, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world if you just bow down and worship me. What did Jesus tell him? It is written what? You should worship the Lord thy God and him alone. That is who you should worship. That's what I'm telling you. You should only worship God and God alone. My brothers and sisters in Christ, I don't need a rock to worship for me. I don't need a rock to praise God for me. Luke 19, he's, when Jesus was doing his triumphal entry, entry into Jerusalem, the, the religious leader told Jesus, tell the people to be quiet. Because they was crying, Hosanna. They was putting out palm branches. They were spreading out, taking off their clothes and, and laying it down. Jesus said if they would be quiet, he said the rocks would cry out. The rocks, the rocks will praise him if you don't want to. God don't need you to praise him. My brothers and sisters in Christ, God got an angelic host that praise him 24 by 7. He don't need you to worship him. He don't need you to praise him. But he would like you to. Why wouldn't a creator by God want us to praise him. Why wouldn't you want that? Don't you want your children to tell you you're doing good? Don't you want your children to respect you? Don't you want your children to honor you on Mother's Day and, and Father's Day and Valentine's Day, Christmas? Don't you want some honor and respect from your children? Well, God our Father wants the same thing. He wants some honor. He wants some respect. He wants what is due his name. Here is the conclusion, my brothers and sisters, dealing with worship. True worship is a changed life. Through the power of the Holy Spirit through Christ Jesus. That's what true worship is. It is a changed life. It is a lifestyle. It is the way you live your life. It's not just coming here on Sunday morning. That's what true worship is. Thank you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, for allowing God to share the word with you regarding worship. Now I hope and pray that you will have a better understanding of worship and how we should worship God. Praise and worship, although closely, closely related, they are different. And next week, my brothers and sisters, if the Lord is willing, we will deal with praise. 
how we are to praise God, what we are to say to God in praise. Worship is something that we can do personally. Praise is something a lot of times that we do collectively, right? But you can do both collectively, worship and praise. But you need to make sure that you definitely praise him in your own time. Amen? Let's all bow our heads. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the gospel of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the power of the word of God. Lord, we thank you for the word going forth, Heavenly Father. Father, bless that the word have fallen on fertile ground, soil that's ready to receive your word and apply your word to our lives, Heavenly Father. Father, I'm asking you to please give ear to our cries, Lord. Lord, if there's someone out there that do not know you as their personal Lord and Savior, Lord, if there's someone out there that haven't accepted you, Heavenly Father, who desires to have a relationship with you, Lord, who desires to make you their personal Lord and Savior, Heavenly Father. I'm going to say a special prayer for them right now, Lord. You can repeat after me. Lord, I know that you are the Son of God, Lord Jesus. I know that you died on the cross for my sins. I know that you rose again and declared all power in your hands. I know that you have sent the Holy Spirit here to guide us, to direct us, and protect us until you come again, Lord. Lord, there's someone out there who's been in a backslidden state, who's been out of fellowship for a while, Heavenly Father, for whatever reason, Heavenly Father. Father, I want to say a prayer for them right now, Lord. Lord, let that person who have turned their back on you, Heavenly Father, who have backslidden, Lord, that, that they can restore a relationship, Lord. Lord, let your arms are open to receive them, Lord, only if they repent and believe, Heavenly Father, and come back to you, Heavenly Father, that you can forgive them of their sins, Lord. Lord, for you love us so much, Heavenly Father, and you love all your children, Heavenly Father, for you've already paid the price for whatever sins I committed yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Lord, I thank you for saving me. Lord, I thank you for forgiving me. It's in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. 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 Can we all stand?